It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello everyone and happy Thursday. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as usual, for those of you who are in the Los Angeles area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for those who are everywhere else, including right here in the absolutely beautiful knock-knock, who's there? I think it's spring, San Francisco Bay Area. The toll-free call-in number is 877-697-9725. So you can call in and either listen, or if you would like to ask me a question, you can press 1, and producer Kaina will be right with you and then get me the information. And the chat room is open, so if you'd like to log in there and hang out, say hi to producer Kaina, and I will be joining the chat room after the show to answer questions or comments. So... Today, we're going to be talking about finding your purpose on purpose. And one of the most pressing questions that we face, no matter what our spiritual inclinations or, you know, where our current path is, is the defining of what is our purpose. Why are we here? And with all that we go through, Usually, if you think that there's a point to it and that we're meant to do something, that that there's a reason that we're enduring what we endure, somehow that makes enduring it a little bit easier. Today, we're going to be looking at some of the basic steps of figuring out how not only to identify the aspects of your life or the aspects of the world that you would like to add your energy to, but also to become the architect of your very own life purpose. It is really nice if the universe hands us things, if we are given clear guidance on, okay, don't turn left, turn right. Uh, You really need to give up fried foods or, you know, this particular exercise is what's best for you. You are called to become a yoga master or a Reiki master or, or whatever it is. But when we don't have that clear guidance, often it can be really confusing as to, you know what, I just want to serve. I want to make the world a better place. I want to serve humanity. And that is wonderful. The question is, how do you do it? And it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, give up all your worldly possessions and go to Calcutta and feed the poor. And it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, becoming the leader of one of these huge megachurches or, or, or whatever. When we decide, okay, I am going to create 
my purpose in life. And honestly, the universe is really okay with that. When I decided to become a chiropractor, when I chose that, I was a chiropractor. And let me explain that, is what's inside of it. I have a very nice, very decorative piece of paper on my wall that says I am a doctor of chiropractic, that I took coursework and I achieved mastery of that coursework. I have another very decorative piece of paper on my wall that says I am licensed by the state of California and they deem me worthy to practice the practice of chiropractic. Now, I have those two things that make it really a lot easier for me to do what I do. And I was a chiropractor when I decided to become one. Because what makes me a chiropractor is about who I am. It's about what's within me, what drove me to be able to do that. And I know a lot of people who will go through coursework in a lot of different areas, and then it's like, no, that's not for me. It's not my calling. I can do it, but it's not what I really want to do. You know, you may be, you know, have a a doctorate in astrophysics, but maybe your calling and your purpose was to become a chef. And you love being a chef. And you don't have to go through all the training to be a chef to be able to say you're one because if you put your heart into it, if you put your soul into it, if you work at it, that's what you are. So the idea of self-defining comes into play very big for that. It's like consider finding your purpose in life like going to a job fair. And there's all these tables set up, and it's like, hey, come on over. Come hear about being an engineer. Or, you know, there's another table. Hey, why don't you come on over here, and you can hear about dog grooming. And, you know, there's all these tables with all these different options. You know, and think maybe one is being a minister, and maybe one is being a, a massage therapist, and another one may be an energetic healer of some kind. And you can go through and you can look at the displays and you can look at the table. Wow, that's really cool. I kind of like that one. And so you kind of get an idea as to which one. It's like, okay, I think I can rule out, you know, the the engineering person because that really doesn't resonate real well with me. But being a healer, that kind of resonates with me. Well, then, you know, you go over to that section and there's still like a gazillion tables all with people saying, hey, come on over here and and try this out and try that out. And you try one thing and you try another. It's like, wow. The trick is, is that you don't just have to pick one. You can have multiple purposes in life. You can have multiple passions. You can have multiple things you're really good at. You know, the idea of having a very full toolbox is not that you have a toolbox that's full of only hammers or you have a toolbox that is full of only Phillips head screwdrivers. The best toolbox has a whole bunch of different stuff in it. And if you are choosing to, you know, want to hold that space as a healer, let's say, you know, that's something I know a little bit about, something I enjoy, something that's one of my passions. And I also, you know, really enjoy certain types of music. I enjoy, you know, there's a lot of things that I do enjoy. And there's a lot of ways that I can help people that allow me to be able to go, oh, okay, 
this person does not need a chiropractor as much as they need some energetic clearing work. Or, you know, maybe this person just sprained their back and there's nothing energetic about it at all. And, you know, we fix the back and they're good to go. It's being able to tap into a lot of different resources in order to be able to help, in order to be able to serve, in order to be able to find that thing that, you know, really inspires your heart. And there's a lot of different ways that, you know, you can serve humanity. You can serve humanity by going out and smiling at people that, you know, when you're in a cashier's line and you, you know, you pay and you give the person a smile and say, you know what, thank you so much for, you know, doing a good job of keeping this line moving. It must be really busy for you today. I hope you have a really great day. That serves humanity. That creates a ripple of something cool because you do that for somebody and then the next person they find, they do something nice for. And then the next person that that person finds, they do something nice for. You know, it works the same way as if you, you know, give a crappy statement to somebody or if somebody says something crappy to you. Do you feel like going out and being kind and wonderful to the universe? Usually it's like, oh, man, somebody else is going to get in on this. And, you know, one person gets cut off on their way to work, they're going to take it out on the first person they find. And, you know, it's human nature. You know, it's when we set something positive that builds into motion, you know, that's a very cool thing. And if we set something that creates chaos into motion, all it does is amplify chaos. So the idea that you can step up into choice and the most important thing about finding your purpose, about finding the life that you want to lead, is demanding choice. It's coming from that place of, you know what, I need to be able to set my own destiny. I will chart my own course. You know, I am going to decide what it is that I want to do, what resonates with me, and then I'm going to figure out how to do it. And then maybe this other thing will resonate with me. And I'm going to figure out how I can learn as much as I can about that. It's the joy of learning about something that is my favorite aspect. I've been so blessed to be able to connect with so many different people and learn about so many different things on so many different levels that it allows me to be able to tap into a lot of different resources to do what I do, to help out people in the way that I help them out. And I really never know quite at the beginning of each day what's going to come through the door. And sometimes it's, you know, just regular normal routine stuff. Sometimes it's something a little bit unusual. That's when I tap into, okay, right now my purpose in life is to help this person. My purpose right now, I mean, you know, because it doesn't have to be a purpose that lasts your whole life. It can be your purpose in life or one of your purposes in life is to let somebody in who's trying to merge in. And you can complete that and you can hold that and you can, it's like, yep, purpose done. Check that off. Be, you know, set cool things into motion. But when someone comes in to my door, for the amount of time that I'm with them, they are my purpose. 
somebody once told me, it was a really awesome gentleman who I met at a chiropractic conference. He was 90 years old and still in practice, Dr. Leo. He was from up in Washington State. And he said that he had a sign on his treatment room wall that said, treat every patient like they're your first patient, like they're your last patient, and like they're your only patient. And I thought that was tremendously cool. And when we deal with people, you know, a lot of times, you know, we can have stuff in our head. We can, you know, be working on other things. And, you know, we don't totally lock in being very present with that person. And it's really cool when you see somebody who recognizes that you are there with them, that you are listening to them, that you're hearing them, you're really hearing them. And when we have a chance to do that for somebody, we set something very cool. That is a tremendously cool purpose in life. That is a tremendously cool way of being. It's its own being nice can be its own spiritual practice. I, I firmly believe that. It's like, you know, what's your spiritual practice? Oh, just being nice. I play well with others. That is how that is my spiritual practice, is playing well with others. And it may sound, you know, very simple and very basic, but isn't that the heart of making this world a better place? Of having one generation slightly, you know, better at, at you know, at, at being present and, and more advanced than the one before it? And that each one of us be able to help move all of us forward. When I was watching a program and they were talking about people who were out of shape. And they had people in their lives who loved them, who felt that it was their purpose to just berate these folks. And you're doing this wrong, and you're doing this wrong. And, you know, and they pointed out every single thing they were doing wrong. Every time they picked up anything to eat, they would just jump on them about it. And one lady actually said, no, it's my purpose in life to make sure she gets healthy. And it's like, and you think by hurting her feelings and hurting her heart, you're doing that. And and this person said, honestly, yes, that they believe that's what would work, that tough love and all of that. It's like, well, you know what? Your purpose can be your purpose, but that doesn't mean anybody else has to buy into it. Now, if you if you find a calling or a purpose in your life that allows you to, you know, really connect with others, to really help others, Great, awesome. And if you find a purpose in life that everybody else thinks is kind of silly, it doesn't mean your purpose is any less your purpose. It just means that you have fewer people that are going to understand it, and therefore you need to go find the people who will, you know, people who can support you, people who say, hey, you know what, I I see that point. I know that there are many people who thought, you know, when there was a woman who tree and she didn't want the tree to be cut down so she lived up in the tree i believe that her name was or they called her butterfly or she called herself butterfly and i think she called the tree luna and she lived in a tree and she refused to come down and they you know didn't want to make a big stink about getting her down and she lived up there for several weeks 
Now, was that her purpose in life? Well, it was the one she chose. And did a lot of people think she was tremendously foolish for doing what she did? Yeah. And even if what she did didn't matter to anybody else but her and that tree, she was fulfilling her purpose. That was a purpose she chose. And in a way, she changed the world because everybody, you know, thanks to the Internet and, you know, and and worldwide news, she was a worldwide phenomenon. There were people from all over the world sending postcards and, and, you know, and letters to her. Some were criticizing, some were praising her, but she found a way to affect the world and had everybody looking at something in a different way. And maybe that was one big purpose in her life. Now there are times when purpose seems to be thrust upon us. I remember there was, you know, many, many, many years ago, there was a little girl who fell into a well, and her name was Jessica. And the entire world, I mean, it she fell in and she was lodged in and, you know, it was really tricky trying to get her out. And, I mean, she was just a toddler at the time. And the idea that this little girl was down there and, you know, there was the possibility that she would slip and go further down. And if she did, they'd never find her. And the whole world waited. And when that little girl was brought up, I remember the images. People all over the world were cheering and had been praying for this little girl to be all right. And, you know, even a person who I knew who was a flat-out atheist, when that little girl came up, he said, thank God. When you become a catalyst for something that brings all these people together, now, did she consciously plan? You know, maybe that was the the choice her spirit made. That was an agreement her spirit made before coming into this world. But, you know, I don't believe she consciously thought, okay, today's the day that I throw myself into this well, and when I come up, everybody's going to be united and joined. Because for a little while, for a little gap of time, everybody could feel good about something. Everybody's hearts were behind something. Everybody said, yay, you know, our, we put our thoughts and our prayers and all of that, and we were hoping, and it turned out okay, and we got the happy ending. And for that moment, we were all united in a thought. And it was a very good one. And whether or not she ever does anything else of any remarkable status or not, she united the world for just a moment. And maybe that was the big purpose that she came into this world with. Sometimes it's one big moment. And other times, it's just being a nice, kind person that helps everybody kind of feel better around you. So the question becomes, how do you find yours? The question becomes, okay, what is it that is beating inside of your heart that really wants to come out that maybe it might seem silly to other people? Or maybe you're a little nervous about really stepping up into it. There's the purposes that are given to us and the purposes that we choose. Most often, it's the ones we choose. So in deciding how to choose yours, 
first understand that you don't have to just do one thing. You don't have to have just one purpose. You can choose all kinds of purposes. But just remember, you've got to put energy into each one. So, you know, decide what kind of energy you want to put into it. It could be finding a cause that is already established and joining it. Maybe it's save the whales or maybe it's uh, supporting a particular political point of view, which there's a gazillion political points of views. And I am not going to weigh one as being good or bad or whatever. If you believe in it, if you feel strongly about it, then, you know, you need to be able to, to step up behind it. You know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, whatever it is that you feel, you know, if if it's not out there hurting somebody, then, you know, get up behind it and give it your energy. You can start your own movement. You could say, you know what, there's, you know, here's something that I see that there's a need that can be filled and I can figure out a way to do it. You know, and maybe I can get a couple more people who can help me do it and create your own movement for something. Uh, there's a wonderful man who is here at the church who works at a methadone clinic, and he knows that a lot of his the people who come in are homeless. And one of the things that when it's cold and wet, one of the hardest things to deal with is when your feet are cold and wet. So he started this collection drive, to collect socks, new socks for people, and they would hand the socks out to the people coming in. And it meant so much to them to have somebody say, hey, you know, here, would you like some clean, dry socks? And maybe they come in each week and, you know, get another pair of socks. But the idea that at least for a while their feet can be warm and dry, that they can feel like a person again, And he just started that up, and now there's other groups that are doing it, and they call it Sock It To Me. And it really is amazing. And that's one of his purposes in life. And I'm sure he has many others, but that's an important one. So as you decide, what is your passion? Because passion comes before purpose. Passion always comes before purpose. Because if you're not passionate about it, then you may be very good at something, but you're not going to put the amount of energy that you need to put in to get something really moving forward in a cool way, unless it's something you're passionate about, something you believe in, something that you cannot see not doing or not being involved with. It could be in the spiritual realm. Maybe you know you feel called to minister to others. Maybe you feel called to you know just be the one to sit there when somebody's going through a hard time and you hold their hand and say, "Hey, I'm here in this with you. You're not alone. You're going to be all right, and and I'm going to be here with you until you're all right." That is a wonderful, amazing thing to be able to do for someone. And having done it many, many times myself. You know, it is. It's each one is no less than sacred when you can do that for someone. Maybe you've always felt called to work plants and and herbs and, and, you know, kind of that naturopathic thing where you're deeply connected and you want to find ways to help people through natural, you know, ways. And there's lots of ways to find out about that. 
you know, lots of ways you can study, lots of folks who can, you know, teach and guide you along those ways. So being able to find out what it is that you love and make that your purpose. Make that your your reason for being. It's like, you know what, I'm going to make the world a better place in this way. Now, that in mind, and there's all kinds of, you know, places you can go to learn about things once you figure out your passion, figuring out how you want to make it happen. There's a lot of folks out there who are amazing teachers. And there are some, not so much. And what I would encourage is that if you are going to, you know, study with someone for something, my suggestion would be to ask them what they're studying. What, are, what new things are they learning? Because I often find that the best and the most enthusiastic teachers are the ones who are also students at the same time. They, they keep that enthusiasm. It's like, wow, here's this new thing I can learn. So, it, and if they tell you that their way is the only way, personally, I tend to shy away from, from folks who would do that. I mean, you know, God bless them. And if they've locked into that one thing that they love and they're intense about it, hey, awesome. If, if they love it, I love it for them. And many rivers lead to the same ocean. And I have been around a lot of folks and a lot of traditions, and I cannot think of one that is the only way. And if you, if you have a tradition and a way that is your only way, like I said, that is wonderful for you. And, and you go with that. And there is a whole world of ways that we can change the world in a positive way. So look for the one that resonates with you. Look for the people that resonate with you. Find the causes that resonate with you. And decide what it is that you want to do. Whether it seems silly or not, whether other people think it makes sense or not, it doesn't matter. This is your dream. This is your purpose. This is your manifestation of what you're here to do. Because you can decide that. And the universe will line up behind you once you do. The universe, once you really sat down, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Write it down on a piece of paper. As soon as you make that concrete, people will come into your life who will be able to support that. Opportunities will come into your life that will be able to support it. It just takes you setting that into motion with your intention. And also being open to when the universe decides to tap on your shoulder and say, hey, this is the universe and we need a favor from you. We need you to do this particular action. Which is cool too. You know, there's, I was told a long time ago that I should have what was called a God jar. And you could call it a universe jar, you can do it, whatever. But basically it's a container that you can't see through that when something is weighing on your heart, you need help. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the bills are coming up. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. You write that down on a piece of paper and you put it in your God jar. And the idea is, is that once you put it in there, you've given it to the universe, you've given it to creator, and creator will take care of it. And even if, like, you know, any time you hit something that is more than you can bear, that is beyond your ability to do, you write it down and you put it in there. 
And for a while, I was having to go through, and then, you know, once it's done, you don't go through and read them. You know, you, you burn them or you bury them or, or whatever, or shred them. You you let them go. You release them. So usually people will, like, you know, have a little ceremonial fire, and they burn them, and off they go. So I was filling mine up once a week. And then after a while, it was like maybe once a month. And then it would be like a couple of months. Because after a while, it just became nature to go, okay, God, I need you to do this for me. And the universe goes, okay, you know, we'll we'll see about getting that done for you. Well, I firmly believe that God, the universe, has a Dr. Eileen jar. And every once in a while, the universe needs a favor from me. You know, God needs to sit, you know, God goes, okay, uh, hey, um, I need you to do something for me. And I'll go, all right, what's up? No problem. And I go and I do whatever that is. So part of finding your purpose is being open to when the universe says, hey, I need a favor. And the other part is consciously deciding on what it is that you want to do. What is your passion? And either way, it'll be fine. There's no way you can get it wrong. So thank you for joining me. I will be logging into the chat room after the show. And if you would like to contact me regarding individual consultations or anything else, you can reach me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. So until next time, I wish you balance. I wish you blessings. I wish you amazing purposes that you create for yourself. I wish you wonderful opportunities to serve the universe when it taps on your shoulder and asks for a favor. And I wish you joy in either way you do it, knowing that you are making the whole universe a more wonderful place just by being in it. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.